from conception yeah. to publish date, there's about a two month window. I have, I, I'm mm -hmm. a writer. Let me tell you something. You cannot conceive, write, edit, and publish a book within two months, right? That, that, that book had to have been written beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freedom Features. We're now on our final segment in our discussion with Jason James. And Jason, I just want to thank you so much for being with us. And we wanted to get into this important concept. You, you talk about Mr. Trudeau having an agenda. And I want to get into that a little bit. I had a long of discussion with a number of individuals, uh, economists and so on, who've looked at the World Economic Forum. And they say to me, Barry, look, this is just a gab fest. Uh, session. It, it really has no power. But here's where I think it has power. It has power in ideas. It has power in um, those who are anybody are going to be in, da in uh, Davos and they're going to be up there in the mountains and everyone wants to be there or everyone who wants to be somebody wants to be there so that they can discuss about the big ideas and how they're going to change uh, the uh, world with the fourth industrial revolution, as Klaus Schwab talks about and so forth. <laughs> and it is the ideas that have absolutely, um, have, have really coalesced around the elites in our country, but also in many countries around the world. And it is this agenda that you're talking about that you're saying, hey, you know what? Trudeau's going to hang on until he gets his agenda finished for whatever that is. And I'm just wondering if you can open up a little bit as to what you have found in your own uh, study of this situation. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, to start with the World Economic Forum, I mean, that the, the, it's intended to, to appear to be something innocuous, uh, you know, let's say a, a TED Talk conference for world leaders and, and, and powerful billionaires. Mm. But Really, what the World Economic Forum is, is it's a front organization for globalist interests, right? And it's easiest, when I talk about it, it's easiest to frame it as the World Economic Forum, just because if you get into the details, there are so many other groups and organizations involved, it takes forever to explain it, right? But they kind of all coalesce mm -hmm. around this, this World Economic Forum group. And you know, J Justin Trudeau, for example, is a he's a product of the World Economic Forum Young Global Leader Program. Jacinda Ardern, she was the she was the Prime Minister of New Zealand. She was she's a product mm. of the the World Economic Forum Young Global Leader Program. And and if you look across Western nations, all of the all of the leaders who appear to be zealots for this, you know, climate change agenda twenty thirty. Uh, uh, you know, idea, uh, they all, they all came through the world economic forum programs, right? So they're much more dangerous than, than what most people think. Um, yeah, I, I understand. So, so for example, our, the, the Canadian pension plan are the, the CPP portfolio is managed by the world economic forum. I'm sure most people don't know that. Right. The, the, the CPP investment portfolio is, is partially managed by the WEF. That's how, that's how Dane, that's, that's okay, how So, so how, how is it? Yeah. Okay. So now, okay. So how is it you've come to this, uh, understanding like, um, their website uh, with, with that particular example. 
Okay. Yeah, their website. Yeah, anybody okay. anybody who's who's watching this, just go to World Economic yep. Forum. Just Google World Economic Forum CPP. They have a whole page on on it on their website talking about how they've they've partnered the the CPP uh, investment management organization has partnered with the World Economic Forum to manage the the CPP investments. Um, I personally believe that hmm. it has a lot. That's a lot of the reason why Danielle Smith is pushing toward removing Alberta from the CPP because the look you're you're talking about people who have zero interest in the betterment of human beings managing the retirement savings of millions of of Canadians right mm. um so so i guess what i'm trying to say here is that the world economic the world economic forum they are not this you know group of of silly you know communists who hang out you know at davos together and talk about these 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 crazy ideas look the the carbon tax comes out of the world that the carbon tax uh policy mm. came out of the world economic right. forum right um much mm -hmm. of much of of our uh, much of our pandemic policy especially in canada came from right. the world economic forum right Justin Trudeau is right. taking marching orders mm -hmm. from these people and Klaus Schwab, he's kind of like the figurehead for the World Economic Forum. But but there are, I, I suspect I don't know for sure, but I suspect that there are a group of individuals behind the scenes pulling the who are really pulling the levers. Look, this climate change alarmism. This is all, again, a product of the World Economic Forum. It's all attributed to uh, a, a, uh, an idea or a a plan that they have called Agenda 2030. Again, you could read all about it. Just go to their website. The thing about mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. is that they have been very forthcoming and very blatant and open about their plans, right? And, um, you know, Klaus Schwab said and, and, himself- And, and what, what, what's so fascinating, uh, Jason, sorry, what, what's, what I find so fascinating is like you say, it's, it's right there in the open, right? Mm -hmm. um, and yet, if anyone raises any discussion about what they've already said, well, then you're a conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. And yet it's right there. Yeah, so, so okay, so Klaus Schwab uh, with another gentleman, uh, his name escapes me right now, I believe it's Terry Malibray. They wrote a book called The Great Reset. Okay, now let me put this, mm -hmm. let me put this out there. The Great Reset was published, I believe, in June 2020. The book itself was mm -hmm. apparently, no, it was published in July 2020. The book apparently was written mm -hmm. in June, or maybe it was 2021. Anyways, from conception hey. to publishing, from conception to publish date, I think it's 2021, but from conception I, I, to publish. Okay. Yeah, I can't, I, it's either 2020 or 2021, but the point is, from conception yeah. to publish date, there's about a two month window. I have, I, I'm mm -hmm. a writer. Let me tell you something. You cannot conceive, write, edit, and publish a book within two months, right? That, that, that book had to have been written beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's something that there's something, there's mm -hmm. something much deeper and much more sinister going on. And I think that's what people are reacting to now. We can feel it, right? Look, we've reached a point where our institutions have lost all credibility. Our media have lost complete credibility. Look, you're doing what you're doing and I do what I do. The only reason anybody's listening is because nobody is paying attention to CBC or CNN or CTV or Fox right. or any of them anymore. Right. It's us now. And the reason for that mm -hmm. is because mm -hmm. we instinctually know something is wrong and we're looking for answers. 
right? And that's mm -hmm. it. It's mm -hmm. our, our internal compass has been thrown for such a loop that we can't trust anything around yeah. us anymore. So we have to look to our peers for their opinions and their insights in order to get some sort of idea of the direction in which we're heading. Right. So mm. just going back mm -hmm. to this world, world economic forum, you know, globalist conspiracy, it's very real. Um, you know, I read the great reset. It was a brutal read. It's only, I want to say about 200 pages long. It took me three months to read. Normally I'd read a book like that in a day. It was so brutal, so hard to read. Mm. It's, it's, it's basically a corporate brochure for fascism. So it was ex extremely hard to, to get through and, uh, they lay it all out the whole plan. And the thing is, is, I mean, it's just the arrogance in thinking that nobody's going to figure out what they're doing. The moment I read the book, I recognized it immediately again because I've studied history. I've seen it. Mm. We've seen this happen before. And it's, uh, you know, right. climate change is was supposed to be the proceeding crisis that led us into the slaughter after COVID-19. But it didn't work because people are waking up now. And again, going back to the Freedom Convoy, this is all part of part of the ripple effect of what came out of Justin Trudeau invoking the Emergencies Act and putting the world on notice that there was something much bigger and much more dangerous happening. And and we now I think we now understand to some extent or another that this all leads back to this World Economic Forum group and whoever is mm -hmm. behind it. And, you know, as an aside, you know, you have the United Nations and the World Health Organization that are tied into this as well. Right. So we're 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 starting mm -hmm. to realize that our larger institutions, specifically these unelected bodies, are not um, are are not uh, malevolent uh, groups. They they are they are very dangerous, and they're they are very much power seeking, and they are very much looking to put Western nations specifically, but the world more broadly, under a system of socio and economic slavery. And, and, you know, what's fascinating about this, of course, is the destruction of the what we understood as the nation state. And, of course, the prime minister himself has talked about that Canada is going to be the first post-nation state. Um, <laughs> and we we have a an absolute lack of understanding of who we are when we are no longer got a common history, no longer got a common uh, understanding of the world, and that creates instability in and of itself. And I think this is part of the reason why populism is growing. Um, mm -hmm. We see it in the United States. We see it over in now in the Netherlands. Uh, we see it uh, in Italy and all the rest. There is this, this uh, understanding of that the globalist mindset to take away the the borders of states and to allow for this massive migration and it's not that migration is a bad thing in and of itself i mean we're all migrants uh, the whole works of us uh, are migrants to some degree and uh, i'm i mean i'm all for people coming to our country but having ability to ensure that we have the means to support those who are coming is something that would seem like, okay, this is common sense. Having, having the recognition. I, I, I remember uh, some years ago meeting a number of people who came to Canada immediately after the last war, world war. And they said, you know, we just wanted to leave 
um, we, we wanted to leave Europe, we wanted to come to Canada, and we wanted to become Canadians. Uh, that kind of mindset is like nowhere to be seen now because mm -hmm. um, there is no sense of what is a Canadian. You know, I think of John Diefenbaker, you know, who said that, you know, my creed as a Canadian is summed up in these words, I am a Canadian, a free Canadian, one who has the ability to be able to, um, you know, uh, speak without fear, stay, uh, 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 speak with, uh, for, for what he holds to be true, uh, as well as uh, speak against that which he um, thinks wrong, et cetera, et cetera. That kind of concept, the, the idea that there is anything of a heritage of freedom and so forth is something that we don't see anymore. Um, and, um, and, and so we, we, we become uh, tribal in, 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 in a small groups uh, rather than recognizing, yes, we all have a part to make this uh, place we call Canada, this real estate we call Canada, uh, to be a place of freedom, a place uh, of uh, free speech, being able to live our lives uh, peacefully with, with our co-citizens. Uh, and just even the concept of citizen today seems to be like, like I've, I've heard uh, recently, I saw an article where people were saying, well, various groups now are saying to the place of so-called Canada, so-called Canada, as if, as mm -hmm. if it doesn't exist. And yet um, we do exist. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's mind boggling to me. To, to think that we have come to a place where we're not even having the ability to know who we are, first of all, as human beings, but even as citizens. Well, that was the true threat of the Freedom Convoy, right? The true danger was that, mm. was that or the true threat was that we would uh, rediscover our national identity, which we did. And that mm. was that, look, the, the idea behind creating the world's first post-national state whatever that means it's really yeah. a, it's really a, it's really a, a it's really a, a, a an attempt to rip apart our traditions and our and the cultural fabrics yeah. that hold us all together it's about destroying the the unity that exists within a country amongst people of different different creeds and different races right that's that's that, that's what yeah. this has all been about right it's about destruction and that when when he said that post national state, I knew immediately what he was talking about. Yeah, it's about yeah. it's about destroying yeah. it's about destroying the the national identity. It's about ripping the values and the principles that we all stand for to pieces. And that's what the Freedom Convoy resurrected, right? It, we they we mm -hmm. rediscovered our national identity. Look, Canadians, we have a we have an international reputation for being polite and being pushovers. But I've always said this, you know, I lived in the United States for a number of years. I told, I, I've told the Americans, wait, one day you'll see it. We have a real fighting spirit in Canada. It just takes a lot to get us there. But once we get us there, it is fierce, boy. <laughs> you got a real problem on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> and we saw it. We saw it with the Freedom Convoy. And so, you know, yeah. again, I, I just, I point back to that. I point back to that period because there, there was so much that came out of that. And yeah, we rediscovered our national identity. Once again, you and I are sitting here talking today and we can clearly define what mm -hmm. it means to be Canadian because we redefined it during that time. 
in those that short right. three week period, we we rediscovered what it means to be who we are and where and what it means to be um, to represent where we're from. And mm. here we are. Right. So so that's so, again, yeah. that's my argument. I think, again, like you, you can point back to the Freedom Convoy and the ripple effect that came out of it. It's still reverberating to this day. It is. And I think it's going to be, like you said, you, you said 10 years from now, I think 20, 30 years from now, we're going to be looking back at it and saying, wow, this was a, this was a powerful moment. You know, Jason, I see, I know that you don't have much more time, uh, but um, is there a final word that you would like to share uh, with our listeners tonight? Uh, you know, I'll just use my final word for this segment to thank you for having me, Barry. I really enjoyed this conversation. Oh. Um, it's not a lot. Of, not, there haven't been a lot of circumstances in my life where I talked to a lawyer and I wasn't in trouble. So it's nice, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, it's been a great pleasure, Jason. And I just want to thank you and applaud you for the great work you're doing. Where, where can people uh, follow you? Yeah, uh, you can find me on tw uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, Jason James BNN, or you can uh, follow me on Substack, all my writing, podcast, everything is there. Uh, it's uh, bravenewnormal.substack.com. Excellent, man. Keep up the great work. And folks, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today. And I know there will be comments that are said on our program that you may disagree with, but that's okay because we want to be engaged in conversation to be able to find the truth of things. And so until next time, I'm Barry Bussey. And make sure that you sign up for our newsletter and make sure you subscribe to this channel. We talk later.